Anticipate Media proudly presents another episode of the Neat Creative Brief Podcast. Yes. Do you hear them sing? Sing! Do you hear them sing? Oh, yes. Why are we celebrating today? Listen. Why are we celebrating today? Because the angry internet was proven wrong. Yes, folks, I have to bring up that fucking camera again, the FS5, because Sony has responded to our comments and concerns. Uh, This, by the way, is February 8th, 2016. It is the uh, latest episode. I think it's episode seven of the Need Creative Brief podcast, which you can find at needcreativebriefpodcast.com or needcreative.net. Yes, episode seven. We have been vindicated. Now, let's wait a minute. Let's hear that again. Oh, yes. Sony has listened, folks. They have listened. (laughs) Uh, The the issue with the FS5 is it's very noisy camera compared to the FS7 if you shoot, uh, you know... uh, 0 dB or native ISO uh, looks fine, but you know, the shadows can be a little noisy. Um, you can work around that because it is native ISO, it looks fine. I said that in the last podcast, I don't want to go over that again. Um, however, there are some artifacts which I mentioned the smearing lines and so forth, and the fact that uh, the noise reduction seems to be a little too aggressive because, for whatever reason, it's a really fucking noisy camera. Um, as compared to the very clean, relatively clean FS7, C300, and so forth, it is um, a low night, a low light bastion of pure heaven compared to, say, a Blackmagic or Ursa 4K or Ursa Mini 4K, which looks like garbage after you get past ISO 400, maybe 800. I give it 800. Um, so it's all relative, right? But there are definitely issues. Uh, with the noise as compared, again, to the other cameras in Sony's range, even the A7R II, it's just noisier. It's not to say it's a bad camera or you can't work around that. It takes beautiful pictures in decent light. And frankly, 0 dB is sensitive on this camera. And it's uh, ISO 1000 at standard gammas and ISO 3200 at SLR gammas. It's pretty sensitive. And for most people, that's that's just fine. And then some. Uh, when you add an external recorder to it, you get usable uh, footage, uh, very good footage, actually, at 6400, and you can even go to 12,800 in a pinch, the same way you can internally on the FF7's uh, excellent XAVC-I. Of note, I've said in the past that the XAVC-L recording on the FS7 has artifacts and can be um, a little messy with micro-blocking and so forth, and this is true. However, and I'll see if I can find it and link it to the show notes. I don't have much time. But uh, I saw someone's comparison of the XAVC-L and I in the FS7 directly against the FS5. And you know what? The FS7's XAVC-L was cleaner. It was cleaner. It was cleaner. So the internal noise reduction on the FS7 is much better tuned and better quality uh, than the FS5s, and that also includes um, the A7 series cameras, 
are also much better than the FS5. Um, yes, you can make a messy mess if you if you shoot S-Log incorrectly. Um, you know, you use like S-Log 3 in very low light and so forth. It's not going to work well. Um, but um, this is a, a fundamental issue with the way the camera should be relative to its other cameras. And there certainly shouldn't be the streaking and so forth that we see um, on horizontal edges. Well, Sony half listened. Sony put out a statement that essentially said, well, it actually said the following. So the statement says, and I quote, Sony has investigated the PXW-FS5 image artifact issues reported by users. Our engineers have been able to duplicate these issues and identify their root cause. Sony plans to provide a firmware update. Our goal is to have this revised firmware out towards the end of this month, February, to ensure uh, that users achieve the best result from the FS5, Sony is also preparing guidelines to help professional shooters take full advantage of the FS5's features, including S-Log and S-Gamut. Now, you can read that in a couple ways. Basically, yeah, we found a problem with the noise reduction and it's causing tearing on lines and we're sorry. Uh, also, you should learn how to shoot correctly so you don't have a lot of noise. I think the second part of that is bullshit. Um... Uh, most of the people um, who have complained anyway uh, know how to use the camera. It is not bullshit, however. If you've never used S-Log before, you're not familiar with it, and you're jumping up from a DSLR or even a Canon camera with its very lightly logarithmic C-Log, um, you know, you do need to know how to expose properly and so forth. So I think that information is good to come out. But, uh, oh, can we, can we hear that again? <laughs> The fact of the matter is, if we learn something, that just because your users have a question and a concern doesn't mean they're idiots. It doesn't mean you're holding the camera wrong. It doesn't mean you need to light every scene that you use like an old uh, newscast. It doesn't mean that you're a buffoon or that you're not important. It might mean that there's actually a fucking problem with the camera. And that perhaps you should listen. And that's what Sony did. Instead of blaming their users, they listened. And oh my God, we have a manufacturer that does what their users want and desire. Helps them, enhances them, grows them, and tries to make the best tool possible. Sony has been vindicated, and so have we. Those people, those early adopters who look out for gear, try to find something... Uh, good about it, try to find something bad about it, educate people who might buy it as to what they should expect. It doesn't mean that we're idiots, it just means that we're trying to help. So, enjoy. Revel in the fact that your concerns have been listened to. And you are not an idiot. You are not doing it wrong. Your eyes have not deceived you. Yes. <laughs> I had a little fun with that because I was was really used to being called, uh, you know, someone that hated a camera and all this just jackassery online. And it turned out, oh, my God, that was actually a problem. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to make it a less 
noisy camera than the FS7, but it's it's pretty decent out of the box, and this should solve all those weird artifacts when you gain up a little bit, uh, and uh, give you some guidance on how to, to avoid all that, that extra noise. I think the noise reduction switch, uh, if it could just be tuned down a little bit, um, I'd rather have the the noise, which is not fixed pattern, and in, in, in the case of Sony, you can kind of dial it out or use it as grain. I'd rather have that um, C300-ish noise than have smeary blocks and, and, and lines that ghosting and all kinds of weird crap. I do like the FS5. I kept it. Looks great with a recorder. Um, equal or better than the FS7, frankly, and F5 and 4K. And uh, it's pretty good in, in basic ISO. So I would recommend the camera. We will see what this firmware does. But Sony has a um, good tracker track record with firmware because let's look quickly so I can get out of here and go to the gym at the FS7. Firmware 3.0 came out. And if you go to anticipatemedia.com and you click on the blog button, even though there's a lot of, a lot of neat stuff there, there was a full article called Tested This Wonderful Sony FS7 Firmware 3.0 Update. Now, uh, briefly, as you know, I was very critical of the camera when it first came out. I loved the way it looked. I loved the way it felt. I kind of liked, you know, a lot of the um, parts of the camera. I do think the arm is shit and it needs a replacement arm. But Shape uh, in Canada has come up with a great replacement arm that you can use, that I use. I recommend it. Read my blog post about it. And there are others as well from other manufacturers that kind of fix that problem. Aside from that, it's actually a very good shoulder mount camera. Um, if you use the wonderful Zacuto VCT universal plate, uh, it's even better on the shoulder because you can get that exactly where it needs to be. Highly recommended. It's really not that much money for the lifetime warranted um, thing that they give you. And, uh, you know, love Zacuto, love Steve Weiss, love all of them over there. And they make great product and have a lot of Zacuto parts on this thing to make it sing. But anyway. Very good camera, but it had a bunch of little issues, and they have fixed all these issues and improved them with this latest firmware update. Now, I won't go over everything. You can read it in the um, blog post, and I will try to link to that in the show notes. But they added uh, a center crop option to remove aliasing and high frame rate uh, recording and also let you use Super 16 glass or uh, some broadcast glass, which is great. Um, the aliasing wasn't too bad actually in the uh, high speed uh, frame rate uh, continuous recording by the way the FS7 records continuously the uh, FS5 is a burst um, but uh, this eradicates it completely there's a proper proper time lapse finally an interval recording option you can bring your zebras down to zero as you can in the FS5 this means you can uh, have a dual zebra and uh, or you can have a zebra set I'm, I'm sorry dual zebra I'm losing my mind on the, on the F5. It's the same as the F5. All these names, FS5, F5, 7, F5, 5, 60. They should just name them names or something like, I don't know, Paul and, uh, you know, Christine. Anyway, um, you have two zebras and you can bring one of them down to zero so you can set, you know, your gray at like 30 or something, which is which is nice, of 40 or, or whatever level you want to see that low at. It's no longer limited to being like 70 and above, which is great. The biggest number one improvement, um, there's two of them. Number one, you can use Cine EI mode with noise suppression. This is huge. The noise suppression in the FS7 is very good. It's not a miracle worker. It's not going to suddenly just take everything out. But it does a good job without removing detail at taking out the biggest, blockiest color noise. 
And uh, Cine EI was a little noisy because of this. And I've done some tests and it's side by side, virtually the same as S-Log Custom now with the Cine EI uh, noise reduction set uh, at the same way as the custom setting. In other words, when you go in there and engage noise reduction, it now is respected in Cine EI mode as well as in custom mode. Very nice. Very happy about that. Not going to remove all your noise, but it's not really a noisy camera to begin with, uh, you know, up through like 6400. So very welcomed because now you can finally shoot in Cine EI with no real compromises compared to a custom mode as far as noise goes. Now, custom still gives you custom white balance. You only got a few choices in Cine EI, and you can gain up and gain down at will. And we're in Cine EI. You use, uh, you know, an equivalency kind of LUT to kind of see what it might look like. Um, but you push and pull the um, the gain and grading. So there's that. But it's kind of nice because you get the proper gamuts and you can shoot pure S-Log and you can use a LUT, a monitor LUT. I recommend the 709A LUT um, that just, it comes with the camera. Um, look, actually, it's a look. It's a, a monitor LUT, LUT look that lets you uh, expose as if it is a real, uh, just a normal video camera. So don't blow out your highs, your lows. Use your high-low key to kind of uh, get deep into the highs and lows to make sure you're not killing it. But it will record the pristine S-log. But problem with that was you couldn't use the waveform because you had to burn in the log footage to use the waveform. The waveform would only come on of all the settings, SDI and your monitor uh, a lot, and your, I mean, your wave, uh, oh my God, I'm tired, your EVF were all set the same. In firmware 3.0, that is different now. You can actually turn on the waveform and have a monitor LUT and record the non-LUTed, you know, pristine S-log footage in the camera. The waveform respects the underlying S-log, by the way. It does not reflect the LUT, which I think is the way as it should be. Um, just keep that in mind that your waveform will respect the... Um, underlying s-log footage i tested this by turning the monitor lut off and on and the waveform did not change with the lut on or off this is a huge improvement these two things let you finally shoot in cine ei mode if that's what you want to do you want to shoot at a base iso and knock it up and down with these ei equivalent uh um, looks to see what it'll look like when you grade it in the viewfinder um and you're okay with a few preset uh, white balances on the fs5 that's all you got anyway in s-log it's a weird kind of thing. You can't shoot custom like S-Log with custom wave, um, white balance on the FS5. Um, but um, I'm rushing here. Highly recommend this firmware. You can also do things like um, move the magnification window around and it cleans that magnification up so it's nice and crisp, which is very nice. It's like the FS5, you can move it around, but it, the image quality is even nicer. Um, the iris dials and assignable dials are very fast now. No problems with Metabones. Fast even with native lenses. You don't have to spin it a, b a bunch of times. It's just clean and crisp. It's nice. It's fast. It's as you would expect. And the slow as shit menu system has been sped up to, all right. That's what I call the level. All right. It's not super fast like the FS5s or A7R2 or A7S2 or whatever, but it's all right. It's doable. It's usable. It's nice. The shutter bug reset fixed uh, shutter bug uh, reset bug where the shutter angle would change to like 360 if you changed modes, that's gone, and uh, just a lot of uh, cleanliness. And uh, th this is finally the firmware this camera should have come out with. So highly recommend you read the blog post, read all my historical blog posts for more information. But you can finally shoot in Cine EI with a LUT with a waveform, 
and monitor it with or without the LUT and record the uh, pristine um, S-login camera as it should be, or you can still be in custom mode if you want, but you're not losing noise on performance or anything now because you get that little switch you can turn on. There are some weird notes in the in the manual as to when and when you can't uh, see the monitor LUT and the waveform at the same time. Essentially, your HDMI has to be in SD mode only. I mean, HD mode only. I cannot have 4K or that will uh, not work. And there's a few other strange little things. But just, uh, you know, take a look. At, and It's essentially the same as it was in the manual before. Uh, the um, monitor LUT and waveform are tied to SDI 2. You can't have uh, 4K output on. But when you're recording in camera, it doesn't really matter. And frankly, the XAVCI is so good in the FS7, you really don't need to record externally unless you just want every little ounce of, of detail. You get a tiny little bit more out of that Shogun um, if you attach it to that camera or that Odyssey. The Odyssey price, by the way, Odyssey X7Q, uh, I think it is. From Convergent Design, the price is an extraordinarily good piece of uh, kit that just keeps getting better and better. Price dropped down to like $1,700, and Atomos uh, said, yeah, no fucking way. We're going to go lower than that. And they're like $1,500 now, I think, for the Shogun kit, and uh, you know, under 1000 for the uh, uh, sh- uh, Ninja Assassin, which is a Shogun without SDI inputs for the people that want to use 4K, including with the FS5 and the FS7. It's wonderful. Um also, I just want to uh, stop with a little uh, gear note here. The A7R2 and the A7S2, a lot of people have been like, oh boy, I got to get the A7S2. That's the video camera because it does have a built-in like kind of LUT um, that you get uh, a look, assist, whatever you want to call it, uh, that you also get in the FS5, which is kind of nice. It doesn't correct the color, but it does um, correct the contrast so you can kind of um, you know shoot by better, and that's not in the A7R2, and I missed that. S-Log 3 is not in the A7R2 either, but yeah, I wouldn't shoot with it anyway because it's kind of noisy. Um, but if you take stills at all, the A7R2 is a vastly better camera. I mean, vastly. It's in a world's better different. Its autofocusing is vastly better because it has um, face detect autofocusing in it. It's 42 megapixels versus 12. I mean, there's no contest when it comes to stills. And the A7R2 in S35 mode S35 mode is non-pixel binned, one-to-one, no aliasing or more really to, to sp- speak of, and it is roughly the same noise equivalent uh, performance as the A7S through the range that it has, minus one stop, and uh, in, in, again, in that crop mode. If you add a Metabone's speed booster, focal reducer from anybody, and you put that on, you will gain that stop back, and you're roughly at the equivalency through like 12,800 is what you get on the A7S II or the A7S, more like the A7S. A7F2 is, an, is a stop better, but you're in the ballpark. They're very, very similar. You can shoot 6,400, no problem. You can go to 12,800 in a pinch. You can even push it to 25,000 if you really want to in the A7R2 with the noise reducer, uh, I'm sorry, the focal reducer or the speed booster, you'd be able to shoot that one stop open, more open, in other words, push down to 12,800, where you would have to stay 25,000 on the A7S2 without the um, speed booster. Also, that speed booster, not only do you get the great noise performance, the great low light performance of the A7R2 when it's in S35 mode, but you also gain your full frame look back. So you're really not sacrificing anything in the way your lenses work and the look and the, and the range, anything. Um, in that mode if you use a speed booster, which is what I typically use in that camera um, when I'm shooting, uh, if I want, you know, if I have, if I, it's not something I want to carry around that's uh, 
particularly large. Like I put a 35 mil lens on it or whatever, Zeiss lens, great native glass. Um, they also came out with some more native glass, um, a 7200 f2.8, uh, 24 to 70 f2.8, I think, and something else. Unfortunately, they still focus by wire, so I would not recommend them for video. Uh, I use Rokinons and Canon glass primarily for video. Um, the Rokinons are quite good, and they're cheap enough that you can break, if you break them, you can buy a new one. And um, so uh, 24 to 105 f4 IS is what I use on, on the Metabones, which is now an f2.8 for my general purpose zoom. And I have a 70 to 200 Mark II F2.8 uh, for telephoto, which is nice. Um, and I can use that on the F5, FS5, FS7, A7R2, whatever. So this whole let's run and get the A7S2 for video, if you're only shooting video, I think it's a no-brainer. You still get your in-body image stabilization and everything else. It's great for just video. Um, you get uh, that one-stop uh, better performance over the A7R2. And you get many more stops after that if you want to go nuts and shoot in the dark. You get an internal LUT, and you can shoot 120 frames per second HD, where in, in HD, where the um, A7R2 is limited, I believe, to 60. Um, but if you shoot any kind of stills at all, I think it behooves you to get the A7R2 because you're really not sacrificing much, and that's why I stay with that camera and use it regularly um, because the video performance is very good on it, and uh, the stills performance is extraordinary. I also kind of carry around an RX100 Mark IV all the time to take. Uh, images can't shoot more than like three minutes at a time but man the footage is quite good on that thing and the uh, stills are quite good i mean it's it's quite good there is a, a new um alpha camera i think it's the 6 6300 you can go to newshooter.com and learn all about this thing newshooter.com is what i highly recommend for all your news and information uh, uh from professionals that actually shoot news and documentaries and stuff like that um, lots of great news in there, and they include the uh, Alpha 6300, which has basically all the um, autofocus capability and uh, S-Log recording capability of the A7R2 and A7S2 kind of mixed in together. Um, 100 megabit 4K, 100 megabit, I believe, HD, uh, maximum 25,600 ISO. It's a super 35 sensor, non-bind, does great slow motion. Um, you're going to like this sucker. This thing is incredible. It's a, it's a really incredible looking, um, very nice professional, well, it's a prosumer camera, but, uh, pocket camera, if you want to have like, you know, something better than an RX2 or an RX100 Mark IV, as far as interchangeable lenses go and so forth, but not quite as large as an A7R2. I do love how Sony's given us options and possibilities here. They really are doing some great stuff and they are listening with firmware. So I can still recommend them. That said, uh, if you don't really want a lot of improvements and you just want a camera that works and you don't want to F around, buy a Canon um, Cinema EOS camera. Rock solid. But um, if you're willing to tweak a little bit, the Sonys will definitely get you there. There is a lot I want to recommend. This is kind of the last thing um, that a, a gentleman uh, has um, developed. Let me make sure I get his name. Uh, name here correctly because this 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 is special. Bert DeGrave or DeGrave? I'm sorry if I'm butchering that man. <laughs> um he has come up with a LUT uh to match Sony S log three on the FS7 to an Ari Alexa or a Mira. And it is incredibly close. Like it's shocking. You stare at the footage and look at it and you go, wow. 
I can almost not tell the difference. I mean, even pixel peeping, even like pixel peeping on acid, well, cocaine, like you're really hyper-focused if you do that kind of thing. And don't, drugs are bad. But you, you, you really stare at it, right? And you can't really tell the difference. He really dialed it in like really super fucking good. Um, amazing, amazing work. Really, really nice. He also came up with a standard look, um, uh, that uh, adds a little bit, uh, that kind of balances out and takes out some of the green that is inherent in the, uh, Amira and Alexa. Um, uh, so it's a very subtle, uh, look. He has a couple of options there, a balanced look and a, um, and a film look. Highly, highly recommend, uh, you look, you check this out. Just search for, uh, Bert DeGrave, uh, or DeGrave. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, man. B-E-R-T. D-E-G-R-A-E-V-E is a space between his first name and his last name. And look for LUT, L-U-T, S-Log 3. You'll find it. You'll find it on Vimeo. You'll find it uh, to, to look at it and see how good it looks. And you can find it online. It is incredible. It may be the thing I use now. And I just use that as a base and touch it up a little bit from there um, on some on some things. Especially if I'm trying to match a, uh, uh, an Airy camera. Because, wow, man, it looks good. It looks really, really good. Really well done. Really, really well done. It just kind of makes it into an Alexa. It's nice, huh? Just fucking flip a switch and you got a, you got an Airy camera. Almost. Almost. Let's not go crazy here. Um, let's not get silly. Let's not get silly. But it's close. So, um... I do recommend that. Uh, you can buy it from him for 20 pounds, which I think is like 22 bucks US. Um, highly recommend it. He'll give you a couple looks. Um, great work, um, and I will shoot with it soon. I also still recommend Film Convert. That's kind of like my go-to um, plug-in, and uh, it's very fast on a, a Mac Pro, late 2013 Mac Pro, which is now long of the tooth. I think an update will be coming somewhat soon. Um, I hope, I pray. But uh, it's still very fast with 4K. You can put multiple um, filters on there in real time and better performance mode on, on Final Cut Pro 10, and it will play in real time, like with multiple clips, like two clips on top of each other with um, grain being applied and film convert or use I use the excellent uh, color finale uh, from um, uh, Denver Riddle, I think his name is, at um, Color Grading Central. Excellent uh, LUT and... Uh, um, kind of color grading uh, um, plugin that you can use within Final Cut Pro 10, which also was just updated uh, with a bunch of bug fixes and uh, removes all those artifacts in El Capitan. Uh, you can now natively take in the footage uh, from the uh, C300 Mark II into Final Cut Pro without transcoding and um, you know fixes a bunch of bugs and adds a few little details. You can read all about that uh, on Ripple Training is what I recommend, a great site for that. Nobody pays me for these mentions at all. Um, that's enough for today. I have a lot more to say, but that's enough. I think I brought you up to date uh, on all the news and information and the changes at Sony and uh, how, I guess, our, our opinions are important after all. Um, 27 minutes is brief enough. Thank you for listening. As always, you can find me on Twitter and anticipate underscore M for media. I'll be shooting more with these cameras and testing them and enjoying them and making stuff that makes people cry and laugh and sing. One thing that's made me cry, let me finish up. The Verivon Birdie Cam 2 gimbal, which I own. Fantastic gimbal. I installed the latest base cam uh, firmware up there on it, and now I can't get it tuned for the life of me. It's just like it's it run, it, it, it's going crazy. 
you know, just flipping all over the place. And now it's a hunk of metal and I got to figure out what to do. I put the standard PIDs back in there, recommended on and power on their website and that didn't do shit. So I don't know. Uh, if you have any expertise with base cam gimbals at all, used to be Alex Mose, um, which is what this thing is based on, please give me an email, paul at anticipatemedia.com, so I can figure out what the fuck I did to this thing. Um, it just will not balance. Well, balance is fine until I turn it on. I mean, it's completely balanced, 100% correctly. I turn it on and the camera just, everything's whipping around. Like it's, you know, possessed. Can't shoot like that. <laughs> um uh, appreciate your comments, uh, feedback on iTunes and, uh, anything you want to say on Twitter. Um, that's it for today's show. You and me shooting the shit and let's, uh, just celebrate one more time. Victory on the Need creative brief broadcast. Thank you so much. Remember you are important. All of you. that's too much like with you know hallelujah and all that <laughs> i don't know it was kind of silly is yeah it's not a big deal but we were right all this bashing bashing you're an idiot you know you're lying you're making it up and oh my god we were right <laughs> sony says we're gonna fix it yeah yeah i don't really i mean i care i don't really care that much it just it's fun i mean it's an all right camera but yeah it's nice. It's just, you know, it has a problem and they're going to fix it. The, uh, the buffoons just, you know, they want to be blinded. They want to hug their purchase and take it to bed at night and do, do things to it. Oh, oh, this is on. Oh shit. <laughs> Sorry. I love you guys. Bye.